You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Hey, Bible students, welcome back to Christadelphian Videos and to this series on great and precious promises. And further, these are promises that we're trying to commit to memory so that at the end of this video series, you may remember 16 promises that God has given to us, precious promises. That's our objective. And we re- we make this on the, the statement in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, where the Apostle Peter tells the reader, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. Now, they are great and precious promises, and that's the the goal of each of these separate videos, is to take you through one of these promises and to let you see just how precious it is. But uh, we must remember the words as we go through. So we have G standing for great, We have R for resurrection, we have A for angels, and in this video, we have W for work, for work together, for good. So these are great and precious promises, but we must not forget that when we look at this Romans 8 verse 28 passage, which we actually have looked at in a prior video, we are looking at all things working together for good, but it's to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, you see, there's two things there which are factors. This is not applicable to just someone who casually reads the Bible. This is applicable to someone who really loves God and who really loves his word and is reading his word and thinking about it. And of course, it's according to his purpose because God works out things for us too wonderful for us to know. Because in many cases, they're not just related to us. They're related to other people. So when all things work together for good, we're looking at a, an overall sort of worldview of how God deals with our uh, brothers and sisters in the faith who love God and who are prepared to let God work in their life. That's a wonderful theme, contains beautiful promises and something Every one of us should be able to remember, hopefully. Now, the problem is somewhat related to all things work together for good. In some some ways, people see a bit of that in ordinary life. Because there's notorious attempts by humans to make this work. So they see someone who has a problem and they go about to try to fix it. Or they see a problem in the world and go about to try to to fix it that's not necessarily immediately related to people. But the proverb here, chapter 16, verse 25, says there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And, you know, I've been thinking about this because I have to take this medicine. And on the back of this bottle, it says, may cause dizziness. And I have experienced that dizziness. And it's related to having a fall. 
And I thought, well, isn't that uh, kind of awkward that you can be saved from the, uh, the disease that you have by taking this medicine, or at least your life is prolonged, but you may fall. And quite often at, at my age, when you fall, you do some pretty severe damage to your body. So that's really the way it is with humans. They just haven't got the intelligence that God has to make sure this works the way we want it to work. So I'm going to go through some examples here just to illustrate in God's word the way he made it work. So we have this reference to the, in the Bible to Rahab. And Rahab was a woman who was a, a Canaanite. She lived in Jericho. She lived at the time of Joshua. And she was saved by her faith. But why does the Bible go on to call her the harlot? As it does initially in Joshua 6. Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. And she dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. So yes, it's an historical record. It deals with a woman who had the faith well beyond many people of Israel because she heard about the God of Israel and she felt, that's my God. That's what I want to be my God. And when it came down to the fact that she was able to meet these spies, she immediately took a hold of that opportunity, and we have her story, the story of her faith. So here's a person that's not even related to God, but she is you know, tending to, to believe these stories that she's heard about God's work, and you know, that's where a lot of people are. If they can get a hold of the Bible and can read of these things that God has done, they become interested themselves, and they think if well, if God can do that for some people, why can't he do it for me? So you can see there's, there's real ground that's needed to be, uh, you know, our, our faith needs to be based on. It's a foundation idea to believe God in that sense. So Rahab and her mom and her dad and her whole family were saved because of her trust in the God of Israel. Now, most people would know this record of Jonah, even some people that only know the Bible casually, of Jonah's experience as recorded in the book of his name, Jonah chapter 1 verse 17 is where I'm quoting from, where God had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of that fish three days and three nights. So yes, God, as we've said in an earlier video, God is able to create evil and he's able to create good. And God can actually bring good out of the evil he has created. Well, Jonah was resisting God. He wasn't going to do what God said. So, yes, he was thrown overboard to stop a storm that he was in by the, his, uh, the people that were guiding the ship he was traveling in. And God had prepared a fish to swallow him and preserve his life. So, in three days and three nights later... He was vomited up and went on the journey that he was supposed to go on in the first. But God's got an amazing ability. You see, well beyond what we would ever think is possible. If we read his book and we look at the experiences that others have had, we can see and believe that God is able to make all things work for our good. But you've got to work with God. 
you've got to be able to see God's hand in your life and be prepared to go for it, which, of course, Jonah was at the first not willing to do, but nevertheless, he did it, and he did it well, and Nineveh repented. Well, you look at God's work with a nation. He wasn't just working in this case with a person, although there are lots of individuals I'm sure he was working with on an individual level, but the comments made in the word is God working with a nation. So he's bringing evil upon this nation. And out of that evil, he brings out his glorious ability to deal with a hard-hearted man and bring a nation out of slavery into a land of promise. So it says in Deuteronomy 26, when we cried out to Yahweh, God of our fathers, and Yahweh heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression, there's the evil. So Yahweh brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. Yes, God brought that nation out of Egypt. And he brought, you know, that would be a, at least a million people, probably quite a number more than that, which he delivered all at once. And they traveled. And first thing they did was encounter the Red Sea, which he opened for them miraculously. Yes, God can bring good out of evil. He's a master at it. Well, look at this one. Here's a person that's caught in the trap of someone else's envy, someone else's trap laid for him. And these were the people at the time of Persia uh, overwhelming uh, Babylon. And here's this man, Daniel, who's transferred from the Babylonian government right into the Persian government. It's no wonder there were some people that were envious of him and wanted him destroyed. But they didn't understand Daniel. They didn't certainly didn't understand his God. So God preserved Daniel because Daniel preserved in his ability his approach to God. He didn't close his windows and do things in secret. He continued to do what he'd always been doing. He prayed to God, and they were able to see him, able to accuse him and bring him to the king, and he was put in the lion's den. Well, well, we look at this Daniel chapter 6, verse 23, and Daniel was taken out of that lion's den, as it says. The king was exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury, whatever, was found on him because he believed in his God. Now, I can't think of anybody that would want to go in to a lion's den where there are many hungry lions just waiting for you. but. God sent his angel to deliver Daniel, and Daniel was preserved, even though the lions had other intentions. God showed his ability to control those lions, and yet the people who accused him when they were transferred to the den of lions were consumed by them. So even the evil things of life, and where other people are taking advantage of us, if we pray to our God, and we believe these accounts of God delivering people aforetime. We have faith that God will be able to help us. That's the basis of this wonderful promise that God has made. You look at Hannah. Well, here's another, you see, an issue of life. And there are many issues that could be spoken of. And with 
you know, the guidelines of God's examples and his word. Here's Hannah, who was barren. She couldn't have any children. So what would she do? Well, she showed her distress to her God. And she was weeping in his temple. And the priest that day, Eli, it says in 1 Samuel 1, verse 17, he answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel, grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And Hannah believed what he had to say. And she was given a child, one of the most notable child uh, children that uh, was produced in Israel, because as a little boy, he was transferred to his work, his lifetime work in the temple. And he was a faithful man who God answered with uh, miracles at various times in his life and loved by the nation of Israel. We look at even the evil behavior, which sometimes we get caught up in. You know, sometimes the gospel doesn't reach a person when they're in their youth. It reaches a person after they've gotten into so much difficulty, they wonder if there's any way out. And so God lists a number of things through the hand of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, which lists the number of the things which God says, if you do these things and you continue to do them, you will not be in my kingdom. Now, if you look at the idea of a drunkard who is addicted to this bottle of wine, you have this hope in God's word that some of these Corinthians were also involved in these things, which were so addictive and so corrupting of behavior, it was a wonder that anybody could escape. But with this hope that God could believe could rescue us and take us out of this lifestyle, which we hate, but we can't get out of. That is there and possible. As he says, and such were some of you, Corinthians, do you remember that? Such were some of you, but you were washed, you're sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Yes, God can make good come out of evil and make all things work together for our good. Sometimes being able to remember where we were and to see God's promises and to see his graciousness to us because he has reached out to help us makes us, I think, the gems that will be of the character of the people of the age to come. But just lastly, there was this one I thought we needed to include as well. Because Paul was given a thorn in the flesh by God's wisdom. He was given this thorn in flesh. And, and obviously, if you have something that's bothering you like a, a thorn in your flesh, you would certainly want to be delivered from it. We don't know exactly what it was. But whatever it was, Paul prayed earnestly three times that God would deliver him from that. But God's answer to him through his son, the Lord Jesus, was, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So Paul's reaction was, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, that may be God's answer. You see, that goes back to Romans chapter 8. We think of, yes, God has got the authority to do this or not. And we, we trust and rest in God's wisdom to do so. So the thorn in the flesh, which we may have, may be something that God sees as necessary to keep us humble, to keep us from doing things we would do which wouldn't be wise in his sight. 
You see, work, yes, all things work for good. Who? To whom? Well, to those that love God and who are called according to his purpose. That's the promise that God makes in this little section that we want to talk about in, in terms of, of working together for good. So it leaves us with this. We go back to 2 Peter chapter 1. We're trying to identify these exceeding great and precious promises. And if you can remember them, G stands for great. Great promises, that is. R stands for resurrection. The great promise that God will be able to bring us back from death and the corruption that's involved in it. No matter how long we've been dead through his ability to resurrect us. A is that God has provided angels to minister unto us. And they do that day by day. And then now work that God is able to extract us from various difficulties we get in and is able to make it all work together for our good if we love him and according to his purpose. Well, Lord willing, our next video will deal with forgiveness. Now, there may be more to this than you think about, and that's what we want to bring to your attention in our next video. What does God mean by forgiving us? Until then, may God be in your life to help you understand his word, and in this particular series of videos, to remember it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.